My next guest originates from Minneapolis. He has a close relationship with Alan Kingdom, he has an Afrocentric style about him, and his music is very energetic. It's my pleasure to introduce Drelly. I cannot hang with imposter, these niggas fucking up on my commas. Straight A's love, baby, I graduated with some honors. Shawty wanna tip the waiter, I ain't even eat the pasta. I just polished my new, my new whip, my new whips. No bunnies on my side for my drip, cause I drip. If he owe me money, then he better strip. Take a shit, act retarded, we gon' slide where you live. We don't sell dope, I got six cell phones. We Welcome back, everyone. Today I'm with a very special guest, the one and only Drelly. Woo! <laughs> Dude, I did some um, deep rabbit hole searching of you on the on U- YouTube, and I found your you and um Alan Kingdom's like Adrellis and Boki type skits and things like that, and I was just yeah. dying. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, those are good. Those are really good times. We were just like, yeah, I was fucking around, man. I was having fun. That's when we, um, That's the- yeah, those are, we put those on here on the elevator. Were you watching there? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> that <was> okay. <laughs> yes, man. I love finding old shit like that. Um, Post Malone had this like one music video he made like 10 years ago. Yeah. Before he blew up, and it was like the funniest shit I've ever seen. He's like, has these like glasses on. Yeah. And he's wearing like leopard print and shit. I'm like, oh my god. god. And then you don't even know that it's there anymore because I, I, I just saw when I just went back to Minnesota when I saw Alan, he was playing some of the songs uh, <laughs> that we had recorded with this like a drums and bullshit <laughs> while he was showering, and I was like, why did you have that song playing? Like, he was actually <laughs> listening to it. <laughs> I was dying like, laughing. I was like, oh my god. So those are those That's are the crazy. moments, man, that will live forever, you know? Mm, yeah, for sure, man. Like uh 
like I personally don't know you guys, but it seems like you guys have like a dope ass relationship, you know, whether it's being on each other's projects or doing silly shit like that or yeah, another yeah. thing what was that um I I think it has to be a prank that like no jumper interview you guys did or like what was <laughs> what was that shit? <laughs> Talk about a little pump the whole time. I was like <laughs> we're just fucking we're just pretty much made it seem like <laughs> we're just pretty much getting ourselves interviewed as like uh I think like I think it was I gotta watch it again, man. That was wild. But um Alan was acting like uh, Adam Twenty Two and like just being mm. like how he acts as his normal. <laughs> and like, we just knew that if we did something stupid like that, people would like it, so we kind of just did mm. it. Like it, we just kind of with this goal with random ideas and just would do it, just stuff for the hell of it, man. Yes, or man. Yeah. That's the I think those are the best artists. They're like so so personable with other people, and they yeah. can, like make jokes. Like that's the best. Like um. Like I can always watch like the Loiter Squad or anything Tyler right, Crater put right. out. That shit's hilarious. Even if you go back <laughs> onto it a couple of years, it's like damn, this is still funny, you know? Mm, cool. Yes. <laughs> those is one of those like moments, you know what I'm saying? Where it was just like, dang, like you know, we out here in LA, let's just, just do whatever we want and you know, don't regret anything. And that's kind of what we did, man, for the most part, you know? Yeah, man, it's it's dope seeing what you guys have putting out and. I uh, I just recently watched your something that I keep noticing is that you like doing those like twin pictures of yourself or whatever like the yeah, ice cream truck yeah. music video and things yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's just <laughs> I think mm. I love memes, man. That's just like what it is. I like doing anything that seems like a meme, to be honest. Just mm-hmm. making my own self to laugh. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. What's the What's the importance of being unique? You know, for you as an artist coming from. Minnesota, like uh, I did a lot of research on who the heck's come out of Minnesota, and it's yeah. or and what I've noticed is it's like it's just like Arkansas, basically. Like I've interviewed Black Party and Gundes Carsons from right, right, right. Yep, from Minnesota, yep. and I mean Arkansas, and they were just saying like it's kind of a rough music scene out there, and kind of when I look at Minnesota, you guys definitely have some people like Brother Ali, got Atmosphere, and I guess Lizzo was born in. Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. So but I mean I don't I look at it like you said as far as like being unique, you're saying? Mm-hmm. And coming out of that music scene, was it was uh, it a... no the thing is with me, man, like I never really got too like I just kinda just did my own thing, kind of what I like, you know what I'm saying? Like as far as like the people I made music with when I was in Minnesota, like I just kept that circle pretty small. So it was like mm-hmm. when I would go out, like the music scene in Minnesota is still amazing. You know what I'm saying? There's like a lot of people come together, which was dope and would play really good shows and stuff like that. And like, I just like how I look at it with music as far as being unique is that like, I never really try to force my, what I'm doing onto someone else or want that to be onto me. So I kind of look at it as like, Hey, we both make music. That's amazing. But like, as long as we like, I know what I'm I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm sure you're happy with what you're doing. That's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I didn't really have any like real challenges like there that I thought like, dang, like, am I trying to be like too unique or am I being like, you know what I mean? So I kind of just felt like I'm going to just do whatever I want to do. And then like whoever gravitates towards that, then that's all, you know what I'm saying? I've done my job. So 
I would say, yeah, I was more on that on that tip for like when I was there. You know what I'm saying? What did it What did it take for you to like leave Minnesota? You know, some artists mm. or from older artists that I've been like interviewing, like whether it's like um, Goody Mob or CeeLo Green or anyone like that. Right. A lot of artists they they kind of say that you kind of have to leave your city and then come back to really appreciate it, or for even your fans to appreciate you. You exactly. know, so. Um, I'm big on that too. Cause I'm like, the thing is with me is that like, you know, born and raised there. It's like, I kind of, I don't really want to live anywhere else where the snow is anymore too. <laughs> that was like a big thing. And then like, um, I just personally thought that like at the time that like I accomplished a lot that I could there and it was just kind of a ceiling, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, you know, I would rather come out somewhere where the weather's nice. I enjoy doing and especially too because i was making when i was there a lot of summer music you know in the winter time when it would be really depressing and it was hard to like you know what i'm saying but i would still somehow just make more music on that so like coming closer to this side has definitely um you know just kind of steered me into more of that direction as far as just like wanting to reach like i just wanted to just do more you know what i'm saying connect with more people get more opportunities and stuff like that and like that was like so really to answer your questions it's like the opportunities and i would say the weather is like the main mm. thing it's like why i wanted to actually move and be like you know worst come to worst if things don't work out i can always go back you know what i'm saying so right. i'd so, rather so just take that time now to just do that and try to you know revisit me benefits and opportunities as i can away and then you know obviously still rep like home and everything and just like you know still connect with people back there and like you know have this like that middle ground of being able to be one place and you know your hometown is always going to love you regardless you know what i'm saying but building something else in another state you know also can do a lot for you in your career you know mm-hmm. um, it's awesome to have like a support system back home and then they still like understand what you're doing outside so are you staying in LA right now or where do you live currently yeah yeah I stay in LA now Mm. yep yep so I've been out here now for like I've been out here now for two years and um yeah it's been dope it's been dope because like you say just having that support system back there and then having people here it's been I have no real complaints to be honest it's Mm. been dope it's been really dope first year yeah it's it's crazy I've seen a lot of um a lot of artists move to LA to like, yeah. in a sense, like find their dreams kind of. Do you, do you, do you kind of see LA as that find your dreams type city for you also? Or did you come there with a business mind the whole time or? Yeah, I look, well, yeah, not so much of the uh, find a dream thing. I feel like it's like one of those things where like, uh, I feel that too, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, there's a lot more people here. There's a lot more things going on. So obviously like the finding your dream thing isn't like far fetched, you know, but like, at least for myself, it was more on the business side. I knew I'll be able to take care mm-hmm. of like more on the music business side here, as opposed to there, you know what I'm saying? Like my manager is here, like everything that I have to really do is like here, you know? So it's kind of like on those terms I'm looking at, it, it's like, okay, you only know, could do so much over the internet, you know what I'm saying? And over a phone call and over a couple flights mm-hmm. out of the year, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, for sure. I look at it, it was like, dang, okay, if I could be in this situation here and be comfortable, why not? And the weather's nice, like, why not? You know what I'm saying? So all of those things just kind of pushed me here. Obviously, it was scary the first year, year and a half, but now I'm just like, 
I'm, I'm pretty good for the most part. I'm just trying to just keep it, you know, obviously not saying I have everything figured out, but as far as this, like, the direction I want to move in, I'm feeling more comfortable in moving into those steps and, like, you know, laying down that groundwork I did before to be in this position, you know? For sure. Yeah. So how would you describe, like, you and Alan's relationship? Like, you know, like how some, I feel like some people might picture it as he may have, like, helped propel your career forward because you've got collab and everything and, like, with him yeah. working with Kanye West and everything like that. Or how do you describe it? Do you think it was just, like, a mutual connection that just happened over time or... Yeah, I mean, from the beginning, yeah, 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 definitely. Because, like, where how I found out, like, like I already been listening to him before. You know what I'm saying? I never met him um, earlier in that time. And I saw that he liked one of my songs, actually, on SoundCloud. And that's what made me reach out to him a few years ago. Because now we've been knowing each other. I've been on Allen now since I was, like, 16, 17. And I'm 22 now. So about, like, five, six years now or whatever. And, um... I reached out and he was, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to do a song. I had this song and that's when we did our first song together. Um, it was called Exotic. And um, that's when we first met up. And then like from there, like the, uh, the relationship just got more than just music. You know what I'm saying? Like as a person, mm-hmm. like he's like, I would consider him like one of my best friends. You know what I'm saying? Like right now. So it's like, um, it just grew past just the music. It was just more friends and like, you know, things like that. So, at that point, I mean, like, now we're just, like, really good homies. So it's, like, you know, we support each other, whatever we do. And uh, that's kind of where we're at right now with the whole thing. For sure. Yeah. So did you guys both come up with it Come with it, uh, Come up with it together? Or is it, like, separately this, like, Afrocentric vibe you guys both have, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, like, a lot of my uh, – so my family is, like, Canadian, and he is from Tanzania. Tanzania, mm. and um, so it's kind of like that. This with this random. <laughs> I, don't <even> know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's random. So I mean, like, and that's just like small world. But I mean, like, how I look at it, man, is that like, um, the people you should be around is like attracts towards you. You know what I'm saying? And you guys all kind of mm. have a similar type, you know. And that's the reason why people bring the people they like towards you as far as whatever you're doing, whatever feel, you know, and you guys kind of have something similar. Like, so that's why when we're, when we did meet up, it went past us to music. It was like, we're actually like good friends, you know, because we're all like, you know, same humor, whatever the case may be, all the same things. So that's why that was just like, man, that was random. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't know about that. So when it comes to like moving to LA, are you doing certain things to invest in yourself when it comes to like maybe, writing other other people's songs, getting credits on other people's albums, or what are your steps um, that you're taking in LA? Yeah, my main focus, like I've been having those quite, like opportunities come up. I'm not crazy on writing music for other people right now. Like I'm more of just trying to build my own artistry, honestly. So my main focus now is just like TV stuff. Like I'm trying to get on like, bunch of commercials, bunch of like movie trailers, stuff like that. That's like where man, more of my focus is at. And um, yeah, yeah. So I like had that as a goal for this year. And now like a lot of opportunities around that has been happening. So like, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, I've been having opportunity too to like write songs specifically like for a show or whatever the case may be that was just like, um, that I could either have come out as Drelly or not, but 
Mm. I'm just like my as I look at it, it's just like I I know like a lot of writers and that they you know that world could be kind of shaky as far as as if like you want to actually be like a big artist. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if you see yourself being a big artist, then like writing for people right right now, I feel like it's like it could work depending on. But I would I my biggest fear is that I would hate to write a song I'm really proud of and I have to give it to someone. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I, yeah. So I look at it like that where like, dang, I would rather take that chance of like me writing a million songs or however many songs to get that one that really brings me up in my career rather than write that song by mistake and give it to someone else. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, for sure. that's kind of why I'm just holding off on that. And so my artistry is like where I'm like, oh yeah, I'll write for someone or I'll write, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Do this for this or, you know, so. My main focus now is, yeah, just like a bunch of TV placements. It's like what I want to do. And uh, yeah, with my songs that I already put out. Yeah, the songs I already have out as Drelly type thing, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your your vibe is definitely like really fun. Like, um, I feel like you don't have to be that type of artist that has a song for like the sad emo people, the super happy people, and then the club and everything. Like, I feel like you can all be you could all be one type of vibe and then people know when i'm listening to drelly it's kind of, i'm gonna be listening to this exactly so that's more where i'm like trying to put my focus in as far as just like what you're saying on that because i go through that too where i'm like dang am i always making this type of song am i always making this type of song you know what i'm saying so just putting that like not so much pressure on me but like what you're saying it's like when i'm listening to drelly i just want to listen you know what i mean it doesn't have to be for this group and that group that you know what i mean because it's kind of like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I can easily do that type of stuff. I feel like it's like, you know, making it because like, I personally think I can make any type of song, you know what I'm saying? But like, I try to just like steer it into one direction if I can as much as possible. So it doesn't get, you know, me just doing a bunch of stuff. Because that's one thing I realized when moving to LA, especially on the music side, like, it's easy to just like do a bunch of stuff, but nothing is really like moving your career up, though. You know what I'm saying? So just realizing that from afar is definitely a big key mm-hmm. yeah that comes with um credibility also you know like if you're continually working with the same people who are stuck on yeah. one tier almost because you don't want you don't want to no one's better than another person but you can tell like if you're just gonna get stuck with one group and be stuck in that box but you want to get out do tv or commercials like when it comes to tv like is it more you want to have your face on the screen or do you want to do like animation or Oh, I'm just saying more of just having my songs on TV for the most part. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I just want to get, like, sync, comp- like, you know what I mean? Like, getting stuff, like, having my song that I put out, get on a random commercial or stuff like that. Like, I, especially I feel like it's how things are going now where the touring and everything is not the same. You know what mm. I mean? Everything is now shifting. And I feel like, you know, movies and TV shows are going to be forever. You know what I'm saying? Rather it be on our phone or just on our computer, you know? So having opportunities like that where you could still make a living off of music, but not have to ever tour, you know what I'm saying? If that were to be the case, you know, so. For sure. Yeah. What about that, um, so what was that HBO special that you were promoting the other day or what, what's that about? So have you seen Insecure before or heard of it? I actually haven't, what is it? So um, Insecure is a show um, that was created by Issa Rae. And like she, it's like a show that it's like, her and like, give or take three or four friends, I want to say, and it's just about their life. It's it's actually like, um, they shoot it out here in LA, 
And um, long story short, Issa Rae started the show on YouTube and then they ended up getting picked up by HBO. And now it's already on the four, uh, season four now. And I've been seeing this show, yeah, since I've gotten to LA. Like I remember I first got to LA, like me and Alan actually like shot like a video in front of the apartments that they shot, that they're using on the show, which was like a couple years ago. And um, yeah, then now I end up getting on the show on the season finale. Like my song uh, that I put out in February got on there. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. So she had the season finale um, last night. Mm. Yep. Yep. So that's how that happened. You can actually find a lot of um, good songs from watching TV shows or movies. And for me, at least, like I always build like when I find a really good song on a show or a movie, like that song is like deeper to me because they can picture what's happening in, in that show when you're listening to that song. You're like, exactly. I remember this. There was a car exploding behind them, and then bam, this song came on. Shit like that. Exactly. And her soundtrack is amazing. Like it's really good. Like every time I watch a show, like you, I end up examining like a lot of the songs. So it's like mm. it's really cool to be a part of something like that and be a part of like. Uh, a show where they really care about music. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you know, some shows, they just throw any song on there type thing, but, like, she actually, yeah. you know, every song has its purpose. You know what I mean? So I thought that was dope. For sure. Yeah. So from being from Minnesota and seeing these riots, what are your opinions on them? Like, how you're seeing them in L.A. and also, like, back home, where, what are your opinions yeah. on all that? Um, As far as, like, what do I think of I definitely feel like, you know, this is what it's come to, you know what I'm saying? As far as like everyone has a voice that should be heard, you know what I'm saying? Rather like they want to, you know, to be like whether they believe it or not, whatever, you know, you stand for. I feel like the reason why, like I personally, like as far as like on the, you know, if people are upset about the looting, that make that's a, you know, I get that. That's fine. But I also understand both standpoints as far as like why people are upset, you know, and why like mm-hmm. the world isn't like just the cops just need to just like, you know, be own up to what they're doing as like, you know, our law enforcement, because it's like at the end of the day, it's like the fact that we have to get to this point where so many, you know, black people have been killed to let the like you know make the whole city go down and burn and do all this stuff is crazy to the point where like that's the only reason why we're going to be able to like you know get our message across you know so i feel Mm -hmm. like one thing that like um this is like uh doing for the whole world is just bringing more awareness you know i feel like a lot of people like try to not be aware of what's really happening in the world right now today that's every day that what black people have to deal with every single day. Rather, people think like, oh, that happened, or would they bring up, you know, slaves or whatever the case may be, or racism, all oh, that stopped. That happened so many years ago to the point where, like, they think that it's being forgotten when it's still secretly mm. happening right now. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, sure. now that, like, we have to uh, come together and, like, you know what I mean, to make that change, I think is beautiful. And that was the whole reason why, like, I wanted to go back to Minnesota and be a part of, like, where it actually happened at, you know what I'm saying? Especially being from there, I felt like mm-hmm. that was my calling, you know, to be a part of this, like, you know, seeing my friends come back that's from there and helping out with the city and things like that. That 
it needed to happen to, you know, just make this movement go forward and make the hope that it is changed that by enough people coming together. Because like when I came, when I went back, like I didn't do any of the protesting in Minnesota. We were just helping out, just doing donating and everything, just like trying to help out as many people as possible. And through that whole time when I was there, it was just nothing but people coming together and like it was amazing to see, you know, because like even where um, George Floyd did pass away at, like the area isn't the best, you know what I'm saying? But like, mm-hmm. even though like the area isn't the best, when people all came together for that reason, now they know that like, you know, it's not even about, you know, black, white or whatever the case may be. It's about that like now we can easily push this, you know, agenda onto people to knowing that like, this is this needs to, to stop, you know what I'm saying? So um, I, I definitely think the Black Lives Matter movement is a, it's just, you know, it's amazing to see that people are coming together and really sticking, because we have to stick together, because obviously mm-hmm. if we don't, it's just going to keep on, you know, keep happening. So I'm all for it, man. I'm definitely all for the whole thing. And I know that, that we, we've been left no no choice at this point but to come together. For sure. Especially because we see, like, cases like the Mike Brown or Trayvon Martin happening, and those are kids, you know? So, like, it just, it definitely, it yeah, it doesn't matter who, because it, it's because it sounds crazy. The fact that yeah, you even has to be kids, you know, or whoever it has mm-hmm. to be. So now the fact that we've been watched, we've been watching this so much, and it circles, and especially for us, I feel like being using our phones so much, we see it probably double over than like our parents may see it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's right there in our face, and it's like, well, if it's right there in our face, and everything else is right there in our face, then this needs to be right in their face as far as like, you know, showing that it needs to stop and why it needs to stop and what, you know what I mean? And how we can do mm-hmm. those things. And I love how everyone is guiding everyone to contribute is however way they can. It doesn't have to be with money. It doesn't have to be, but it, it does have, like one thing it all circle like downs to is like people's time and your voice, you know what I'm saying? So if you have the time and you have the voice, you can definitely say something and definitely make a change with your actions. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely have noticed that it's not just black people coming together for this also, which is also pretty nice to see, you know, like white people, every ethnicity is expressing their opinions and their voice to this. So if anything comes out of it, what I keep telling people is I feel like it proves to people, like, because it was caught on camera and everything, that there is racism. But the people, they'll see, I think people are going to start to notice that subtle and blatant racism versus people hiding and being racist. So, so I feel like it's going to show that we are together and then people who are kind of racist, they'll stand out more versus the people who are exactly and supporting that, our supporting us. I know, man. So I'm hoping that, you know, obviously it's not going to change overnight. There's going to be something that's going to mm-hmm. go on for a while. And as long as we all, you know, stick together and keep on pushing that onto people that are bringing that awareness, I think the world will change you know, for sure. Soon, you know, so. What were your uh, opinions or experiences with the police in Minnesota before this happened? You know what I'm saying? I didn't really never, like, you know what I mean? I've been pulled over, things like that. I've been, uh, for like curfew stuff, you know, putting back a car, the cop car for curfew. It wasn't, it wasn't anything too crazy, luckily. You know what I'm saying? I thank God. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing where it's like, is it scary? Because it's like, you, 
it's sad that those other people it has to it has to lead to death. You know what I'm saying? They didn't know that. Even in the sense of like, okay, me being pulled over by a cop, it's like I never know. If, I don't know if I, this might be my last day too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. I thank God definitely that like I didn't have to like go through anything that was like crazy where it was like it could dang that was me. You know? So to answer your question, I would say mine was pretty. It was normal. It wasn't like anything that sure. was like, you know, I definitely try my best even to this day to just like stay out of the way as much as possible. You know what I mean? Try to not even mm-hmm. like, you know, be in any situation where I may need to like be around a cop where, you know what I mean? Because it's like, right. at this point, it's like, it's like, it's unfair. It's that you don't know. You don't know. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you, yeah, mine's just pretty- Do you kind of feel, Go ahead. do you kind of feel like, um, the media kind of has put like a negative spotlight on the police department in Minnesota or? No, no, definitely not. I like they're there. I mean, like they the one who killed them, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind yeah. of like, it's not even what negative spotlight can you put on a department that literally killed a man for no reason. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like mm-hmm. the spotlight. I'd look at it as like, this is a positive spotlight. It needs to be brought mm-hmm. to people's awareness because that's the thing. It's not enough people aware. It's just not like everyone is just like, oh, this is just there. It's become a norm for everyone to be like, you know what I mean? Cops to be against black people out of what reason? You know what I'm saying? Like I saw something that someone was saying that a black person has never killed a black person for being black. You know what I'm saying? Which mm-hmm. is very true. The people, you know what I mean? Like if it's something while a black person killed a black person. It was something way deeper or whatever the case may be. That's her own thing. Who cares? But no, you know what I'm saying? No black person right. went and just killed a white person because like he was white. You know what I'm saying? Right. The color may be, which is crazy to think about, you know? And it's like, that's just unfair to black people in general. If people want to have kids and you know what I'm saying? Cause then you have to mm-hmm. grow, you know, talk to your kid or whatever the case may be about what is actually real in the world when it's like they paint this picture. I think it's more uh, upsetting that they paint this picture of cops of being like the people that's supposed to help us. We supposed to be able to, everyone's to feel comfortable calling them up and being, you know what I mean? Now you mm-hmm. can't even feel like we can call them because the situation might get turned on us. You know what I mean? For just being the color that mm-hmm. we are, which is definitely like, it's just, you know, it's definitely upsetting, you know? For sure. So. Well, I, I think this will definitely change things, whether it's for the best or for the worst. We'll definitely see down the road. But um, there's definitely still the coronavirus that people are kind of ignoring. But that's definitely still a threat in the air, you know. Oh, man, which is another thing. <laughs> that's, that's this world right now, man. It's, who knows? I was just talking to my friend about that, too. It's like, I don't even know what world we're living in right now. Like, it just feels like, <laughs> who knows, man. So It's crazy. Uh, Have you... um? Have you seen the what's happening in Seattle right now? The I think no. it's called Chaz and Chop. They uh some citizens in Seattle took six blocks of downtown Seattle and turned it into it's known as Capitol Hill and it's where like all the LGBTQ plus people hang out. That's where like all the big shops and venues are basically around there. Mm-hmm. And they've taken six blocks and turned it into a thing called Chaz, which stands for Capitol Hill autonomous zone or something like that. So it's, they took over the police department there and they're like trying to make it so you can't use money to buy things there. And they've just turned into like a little freaking tribe 
tribal type shit and it's it's not gonna end pretty well but um it's crazy how people are acting right now in the world and especially in the states especially because minnesota is like the total opposite side of the map from seattle so it's crazy like I guess you can call it support for Black Lives Matter, but just how people are taking and that's into their own hands. And that's what I was saying. I was telling Alan my about this going out, and it's crazy because like everyone has their own intentions. Some mm-hmm. people are doing it for Black Lives Matter. Some people are doing it because they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Which is like I don't. I don't even know what's the right thing to even say, but it's like at the end of the day, this whole thing is because Black Lives Matter. It's not about, and that's where you go into you and you you think about how much influence black people have on the world to even want to do something that's even what what the hell is the chat what is that about you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. the black people are making people even rethink like oh what am i doing what am i really you know what i'm saying which is crazy Mm -hmm. and it's turning it into because even when you know when i went back to minnesota and i was thinking about the same thing as far as like um some people were out partying and stuff you know at um george floyd's like thing you know and I was just like you know that feels like wrong it's like why are we partying and drinking and doing this isn't like we didn't like you know these cops then this is you know the cops wasn't even convicted of anything you know so it's kind of like what would you party about and like people are taking this as this like a way of this like oh let me go out and do this and it's like even here in LA like I was seeing people just on the back of a truck drinking and just holding up a sign and it's just like is that really doing anything? Or are you or are you just out right. drunk and then thinking like, oh, I'm gonna kill two birds and one stone? You know what I'm saying? So mm. I just say like, you know, if you if you're really with the movement, I just don't see why like bringing that in or trying to turn it into something that it isn't. It's like you know fair, especially on like sure. that man's death. You know. Mm-hmm. So things will definitely change, in my opinion. And uh, one thing I want to know if if this has changed for you or not, yeah. but uh, three years ago you did an interview and you said you visited Seattle and you didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Have your opinions changed on it at all? Or? I haven't looked back. <laughs> I don't even think I will go back if it was that good. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I mean, like, it was cool. I mean, the food, do you live there? Yeah, man, that's where I'm, I'm trying to make a... Joe Rogan mixture of the Breakfast Club type media out here because we don't really have a hot spot yet. So I'm trying to form that with this media type podcast. That No, that's dope. I respect that. I mean, I don't have anything against <laughs> it. People, like, you know what I'm saying? I just look at it because is it more, it's cloudy there a lot, right? <laughs> he's, he's backpedaling. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that goes back down to it. That's like the main thing. It was very depressing there, I thought. <laughs> um, I had some, you know, I don't know, because I, I look at. I'm glad I did go out there with friends because I had a show out there, and I'm mm-hmm. glad I went out with friends. Because if not, I would have been very upset oh, that I no. went alone. So they were able to help me through the whole thing. But yeah, you know, I'll be down to go back again. You know, it's been a, it's been a few years. Yeah, like three years ago. Now mm-hmm. I haven't been back yet. It's nothing that is calling me like, yo, go to Seattle, go to Seattle. <laughs> Until then, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking in that direction. Yeah, I, I feel that. Um, it's a, it's a very grungy city. I'll definitely give you that on that. And, yeah. Um, you got to make it what you want it to be. You know. Hey man, that's that's fair. So, are you born and raised there? Yeah, man. So I've 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 definitely um traveled a little bit. Okay. Like um, 
I've been to like Atlanta and everything like that, trying to understand myself all the way to Alabama even. But uh, I, I guess a lot of people say who are from Seattle and leave and then come back, they kind of say they have a more of appreciation for Seattle for sure. But um, it's definitely not for everyone though. But I just wanted to check in on with you on your opinions. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, so my, my opinion now, obviously then, I was really biased. Now I'm like, okay, if I if I have the opportunity to go, I'll go. But like, mm-hmm. if, if if this guy has a podcast and he's reaching out to me, I think I I might give him this one. <laughs> yeah, I, at least it, it'd be different if I had to come all the way there and do the interview. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, yeah, you gotta wait out then. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm sure it's good. I don't want this to be like, oh dang, really hate Seattle. Like, no, nah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't enjoy my my stay as well, but like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, Jelly, what is some advice that you have for up and coming artists, creators, influencers? Um, one thing I would say is it's very easy to pay attention to other what other people are doing, and it's you don't want to like get trapped into that and the best way by i feel like succeeding in your career especially as an influence especially as a artist is by comparing just only comparing yourself to how you were yesterday Mm. and using that to get better as far as like what you want in your career because i just know that like that's kind of more what i've been trying to focus on as much as possible is that like just comparing myself to yesterday and trying to get better and keep creating and not just look at, because it's so easy just to look at social media and be like, oh, this person is popping, this person doing this, this person doing this, and discourage yourself and make you feel like you're not doing enough. But really, you most likely are if you're doing all of the right things to move forward, even mm-hmm. if it's just little steps, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to do the little steps before you can get to the big, you know what I'm saying? So... I definitely would just say just focus on yourself as much as possible and do not let social media distract you to thinking that you're not like worth anything. You know what I'm saying? Because it's very easy to do For that. Sure. And I can see why a lot of people like go crazy or feel like they're, you know, worthless. So I was just trying to say stay as sane as possible by doing that and focusing on yourself, man. For sure. Stay sane, stay patient, you know? and trust your process because your process will not be the same as anyone else and no one can tell you that so i'm a firm believer in believing that and just keep the faith as much as long as you want to keep the faith once the faith runs out on your end then that's that's it you know what i'm saying so yeah i look at just like as long as you got faith you'll be good regardless you know obviously you know every day won't be the best day but like the days that you have the, your best days, like, you know, just think back like, hey, I had a good day and this is the reason why, you know what I mean? And just appreciate mm-hmm. those little things. So mm-hmm. so what's the easiest way to reach you? Um, I would just definitely say social media. I just Drelly. Um, that's Drelly with three L's and that's on all social medias. Awesome. Yep. Well, this is the NAS podcast with... Drelly! <laughs> <laughs>